Today on Jesus Center Stage, in the scheme of things, the sovereignty of God and changing diets. All right, we're back. Uh, we're getting ready for podcast number three. Uh, podcast one and two came up uh, last week, and uh, we've been excited to get those on on all the, the major uh, podcast uh, services. And want to thank everybody that has listened and, uh, and invite you, to, of course, back, but to share. And uh, as we get ready to go into this, uh, to this third one, it's been about a week since we've been here uh, to talk about Jesus, to talk about uh, life and things that's been going on. Of course, I'm Shane. Uh, Elsie's sitting right across from me here. So uh, what have you been up to for the last week? Shopping, taking my dog to the vet, getting over a very Monday Monday. I think it was like the most Monday Monday I've ever had, the possibly. Most. Yes. It was pretty bad. you ever have a Friday Monday? I don't. Is that no, a thing? No, it's not a thing. Nope. That would be such a Mondays cool thing. Mondays are just yeah. Mondays. Um, no, it was just everything. It was rainy, and it's... I love my job, but rainy days are not the funnest days when you're trying to deliver things. So, it was rainy. I was on the phone for, if you put it all together, a couple of hours with uh, customer service. Um, so, that was stressful. Then there was a water hose somehow in the back of my car. That would be me. That um, had to like rearrange my car so I could still deliver groceries. And I fell on Monday. I slipped on a porch step. So that was great. And then after I fell, I uh, swiped an order that ended up having nine cases of water. So that was great fun. I've noticed your muscles look bigger this week. <laughs> uh, and then the heat, my heat seat, it's not working anymore. And I noticed that on Monday. So it was a very Monday Monday. But you know what? On the way home, um, I was thinking how like all of these things, it was just a crazy day. But the phrase in the scheme of things kept coming to my mind of when you look at all of those things, but in the scheme of things, meaning if you look at the big picture, mm-hmm. I'm still saved, still sanctified through all of that, praise the Lord, still filled with the Holy Ghost, still still on my way to heaven, everything's still good, Jesus is still king. And so, two, two years ago, if you had failed, you might still be laying there, but now you've gotten back up. That's true. So. That's very true. So, yes, in the scheme of things, I'm I'm still blessed. And, you know, all of those little things that created frustration that day or as I looked back over my Monday and I was like, this has got to be the most Monday Mondays of all. But still, it wasn't it wasn't worth getting upset over or getting angry over because in the scheme of things, he's he's still God and he's and he still loves me. Like That's that, right. that didn't change. Even in in the Mondayest of Mondays, as you've said it, and uh, throughout the rest of the week, you still came out uh, on the very good end of things because as as frustrating as that day might have been, um, what our listeners might not know is you 
really never watch the news and you never turn the radio on a station uh, no, pretty I, much I so don't. you you don't really know what's going on um you know outside of of uh that that bubble you're in a lot of times I love throughout my the day. day don't pop my bubble i but, love my uh, bubble yeah so so your day was nowhere near as bad really as as the day was for our whole country uh or the week uh has been um and that's uh that's kind of where where I thought uh, today that that I've heard so much over this week. And, and, of course, you know, social media can be a wonderful thing, but at the same time, uh, it can be a very frustrating thing. It can be uh, a, depressing. It can be depressing. And, um, you know, through, through social media and, of course, through text messages and things like that, I've, you get so much coming in of have you heard about you know the capital have you heard about the impeachment hearings advice yeah go do this you need to do this you need to think this way you you have certain you know people posting videos that they know something that no one else knows and this is going to happen and uh it's it's really been gloom and doom um but through it all uh and 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 as you said earlier in the grand scheme of things uh i feel like it, it it's almost a forgotten thought that that God is sovereign and God is in control of this. Not not the Democrats, not the Republicans, not the people that stormed the the the, the Capitol, and and not the people that were inside. Thankfully, uh, none of yeah, those people are in control. You look at Congress; they're not in control of this either. And uh, through through all of that, uh, I, I I think that God's sovereignty and and just that. Just putting it simple, you know, sovereignty is a big word, and sometimes, um, you know, it might confuse things a little bit. But just simply put, God is in control, and um, so it's been a crazy week um, for for our country, mm-hmm. and uh, and for for you know each individual out there having to uh, make decisions, and and for Christians, uh, you know, I. I I'm hoping that that our audience will be Christians and and non-believers, but for Christians, uh, we've had a lot of choices to make. Um, you know, do do we submit uh, to to the government and what whatever results they come up with, or or do we fight? Uh, do we do we bust the windows out of the Capitol building and Negative. rush in? Um, Negative. So, you know, there's been a lot of of choices that Christians have had to make uh, as uh, to to be representatives of Christ, which is what we're we're called here to do, and to glorify that name of God, and um, or, or to stand up against our government. Well, in in both of those situations, both in in getting overwhelmed by the things and getting angry or fearful or frustrated, both in that situation and in knowing how to respond, I think the key to both of those things is to shift our focus where like if if we're getting angry or frustrated or fearful then our focus our mind is not on him because he says in isaiah if we keep our mind on him he will keep us in perfect peace Mm -hmm. so if if we're responding in any kind of fear or anxiety or depression or whatever then we need to where where am i looking what am i looking at what am i considering and the other and in in responding to yeah it, that's it, a good if, if our focus is on us, then we're going to respond out of 
well, I think it should be this way, and I should, you know, it should happen that way. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and, and like, that's a good checkpoint for us to say, what am I feeling? Am I feeling fear? Am I feeling anxiety? Am I feeling anger? And if I am, then maybe I'm in, not in the right, the right mindset, you know, with God right now. Maybe I'm not in the right mindset with His will uh, when those things have overtaken me. Uh, right. you know, he, he, he doesn't uh, and a, he doesn't operate that way. A couple months ago, um, he showed me that verse in, in a new way to me. And that was like practically, I mean, it's easy to say if, if you keep your mind on him, he will keep you in peace. But what does that consist of? Mm-hmm. And he showed it to me in that thinking of his attributes dwelling on his attributes dwelling on his holiness his goodness his gentleness his joy his peace his love dwelling on who he is and if and and he did that in a moment when i was struggling with stress and anxiety and he he brought that verse to mind and he said if you'll switch your thinking if you'll consciously switch your thought process from where you're dwelling on a situation that's beyond your control to who I am and Mm -hmm. I did that and I I literally felt the stress leave and I felt his peace when I when I consciously it it wasn't easy and it wasn't natural I had to make that choice to to change what I was thinking yeah and and, I mean and people say why do you read you know why do you read your bible why do you why do you spend time each day and and you look at that example that you just get got, gave from simply just reading the word that day that it took you into another place and into another place uh, in a deeper uh, you know way of of understanding scripture to the point that it brought you peace and that's mm-hmm. that's the message of, of course our message is completely Jesus but then there's so much that comes with that and that is that that there is peace there to be found in God's word. Uh-huh. There, there's change to be found in God's word. And well, there's there's so many promises of of peace when we trust Him, when we put our faith in Him, when we um, when we believe in Him. Jesus even promised in uh, John 14 that He would leave His peace with us, and that it wouldn't be, He says, not as the world gives. Mm-hmm. So the the world is offering a piece of, well, make sure you have enough groceries. Make sure you are home at this time. Make sure you wear a mask. Make sure you don't go to this place. Make sure you don't gather over 10 people. Like, that's their solution and their peace, but it's really not helping anything. No, no, it, it hasn't. And then, and then it, it, it causes, uh, fear causes reactions, no matter how we want to look at it. Fear causes uh, reactions and most of the time they're not uh, Christ-like reactions, uh, and that's that's the way that you know the enemy works on us. He mm-hmm. is, is gets those things in there, but he gets I us was, in our emotions instead of our spiritual man. Yeah, yeah. I, I was I was thought uh, brought to that verse in Colossians uh, in one starting in sixteen. It says, "For by him all things were created, that are in heaven, that are on earth, visible and invisible." whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created by him and for him, and he is before all things, and by him all things consist. And you look at that, it, it covered uh, so much in there that, that even the governments 
mm-hmm. are created by, by him. him and for him is and, what got yeah, me. And we look right now when they stormed uh, that that Capitol building, those people that were in there that were that were taking those votes that they was placed there by God. Mm-hmm. And so going in and, and to fight against those things, uh, you know, Romans tells us when, when we fight against those things, we're fighting against God. And as much as I don't like them, as much as I know you don't like them, uh, and, and wanting different outcomes, um, you know, who, who's, whose idea, ideology, is that the right word? Mm-hmm. Are, we, are we trying to achieve mine, yours, or are we, are we pushing that, to get God's? I think that is why there's so much chaos and division is because of everybody has a different idea of how it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And until yeah. we until we come into an agreement of God's way is the best way, then there's there's going to be that division. And yeah. the sad thing is, it's not just in the world, and it's not just in the people storming the Capitol. It's in the church, the church that says, you know, this person says, well, we need to do it this way, and the other person says, no, this way. That it it filters down through through different organizations and through different groups of people into houses yes even in the houses filters in the houses and, and, into and maybe families. that's where it starts to be honest with you yeah it, it maybe really... it starts in the home and the church and then it goes into the into the other places yeah. but either way it's there when, when we come to a place of just not accept i'm not saying accepting evil or accepting things that go against God but when we come to a place of accepting that God is sovereign mm-hmm. that that God has created everything that is anything and and he's po- and he's capable of of making any situation into what he wants it to be when we come to a place of that then we also come to a place of peace we come to a place I mean I feel like many Christians um, that that I you know have contact with and, and see on Facebook have have had some of their joy stripped away from them just in the past week because of these things because they feel like these these Democrats in in, in the Capitol counting these votes have ruined God's plan. They're and, not and, that big, and they you know and and it's easy to do when you see you know one side is saying I'm going to fight for prayer I'm going to fight for. Uh, you know, keeping abortions uh, out of the states, and and you think, well, he's the only one, the only way to go. And mm-hmm. if he don't get in, then God's plan is ruined. And but God is bigger than that. Yes, God is God is bigger than than any of the 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 situations, whether they be as big as the government or or as small as inside, you know, at a kitchen table with a family. Uh, God is always there, and if we just live that life of I have a responsibility to glorify God, and I have a responsibility uh, of the Great Commission to mm-hmm. tell others about Jesus. Um, and all these other things, yes, I need to vote the right way. I need to uh, share my, you know, to spread the gospel in every way I can to help these situations, help these people who are voting. Other, you know, just what I would do without being. You know, Without boisterous not being or, Christ-like. Yeah, and so, but, but just knowing that God is sovereign. Well, you mentioned several things about when when we don't like it or it's a person that's clearly against what the Bible says. 
And I've heard Christians make this argument that if the person is going against the word of God, that person is not, that person is outside of his plan. That person, I'm trying to think of how they word it. Like Mm -hmm. almost like that person, because they're doing things outside of the will of God, then God is not in control of that situation because they're not listening to him. But what you just read in Colossians, it did. It doesn't say dominions that we approve of, mm-hmm. or government that follows what we think it should, or fo- even what if it follows the Bible. It says yeah. it's all created by Him and for Him. So even even the things, even the people who go against His word, there's a reason for that, mm-hmm. and it's yeah. it, it, there's a purpose for that. And I know some people are like, well, if it's evil, then God didn't have anything to do with it. But I disagree completely with that. There's so oh, yeah. many there's so many things in the Old Testament where God used a heathen king or or a heathen nation to get his people's attention. Yeah. So just because they don't follow what we think is true or they don't agree with the Bible or they're working against it. That does not diminish God's control of the situation. Oh no! And you think? Uh, I mean, I challenge anyone to go back through the Bible, go from the beginning to the end, and find find any person in there that that ruined God's plan. Uh, Herod cut off the head of John the Baptist. Um, Nero burned Christians and 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 everything he could do to destroy everything he could destroy um and, i mean uh, the apostle paul uh beheaded uh all the apostles except for john and john suffered enough but all of them every one of them was at the, the you know uh, go back to to herod killing the the babies mm-hmm. when jesus was born look at the evil that was look at look at what happened there and, and you got evil man after evil man after evil man killing and 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 just brutally uh, killing babies and, and all these things. But find one of them that that ruined God's plan. All these evil yeah. governments and God's plan still going. Exactly. And, and you talked about about the evil and I believe it's in uh, Isaiah forty five um, that that it says that God says I create the light and I create evil. I think one version says calamity, but those things are there, not that God is evil, mm-hmm. but that God uses those things um, to, to, to bring about his purpose. To bring about his purpose, exactly. Yeah, this reminds me of um, the book of Amos. Um, I don't know if you've ever read the book of Amos, but it's completely filled with a whole bunch of terrible stuff. That God says, I am doing. I mm-hmm. am going to send fire. I'm going to destroy you. I'm going to judge you. I'm going to overthrow you. And we look at things and we say, well, this has to be the devil. This has to be the enemy fighting us because my day was bad and the country is bad and this is bad and this is bad. And so we attribute it automatically to the devil saying the enemy is at work. Well, the enemy is always at work. I'm not disputing that. But I really believe that sometimes God causes bad things to happen to get our attention. Yeah, and you say the enemy is always at work, and he he truly is. 
but the whole time the enemy is always at work. God is also always mm-hmm. watching him saying, I will allow this mm-hmm. and I will allow I that. I will not allow this. And that's right. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, the enemy's always working, but as. But as to the purpose of he, God. He is under the sovereignty of God also. Right. I mean, he, he is, he's only allowed to do what mm-hmm. God tells him to do, that whole, he can do. The whole thing in, in Amos was God was jealous for his people who weren't who weren't worshiping him anymore and who weren't following him anymore they weren't loving him anymore and so he said i'm going to let all of these bad things in fact i'm not just going to let them i'm going to make them happen Mm -hmm. i'm going to make all these bad things happen to you because i want you to come back and i want you to to know who i am and i want you to love me and serve me and worship me and so it was it, it was a call to repentance um and in like um, I think it's in Deuteronomy that calls him a jealous God and a consuming fire. There's not um, there's not pleasure or happiness in a consuming fire. No. Like what what is not of God will be burned up in that. That's right. But, but it, it also it does says that cause a change in direction. True. Um, it also says the trial of our faith makes us more precious than gold. Mm-hmm. Um. So, so there's, there's a purpose in the chaos because God is still in control in the middle of all of that. And I think if we can ever settle on that, if we can ever settle our minds on even what the enemy is up to is under God's thumb, like he can't do anything that God doesn't say, yep, you can do. No, you can't do. Yeah. We see that in Job. Right. he, He had to ask permission first. In, and he wasn't, it wasn't just words either. He could not, he did not have the power to do anything that God did not give him permission to do. And of course that brings up, you know, those the, the question that probably as, as ministers that we hear probably more than any is why does God let bad things happen? And so many things we, we don't understand but the one thing that we know, and as I said, once we know God is sovereign and accept that, we find peace, is that even the bad things that are happening are working for His glory, uh-huh. working for for His kingdom. And and when we've put God first in our lives and we loved Him with all of our heart, separate. our soul, and our mind, then when God's kingdom is prospering and God's kingdom is is continuing, uh-huh. then then we have joy. Uh, even in the even in the toughest of times, what what you got? I see that look over there. Uh, no, just while you were talking, and we've been talking about him getting the glory and his purpose, but everything is to make him look good. Mm-hmm. Just that simple. It's just to make him look good, and everything is going to accomplish that. Whether and in in ours in our view, because we can't see everything, we don't have the big picture. And I think that's why we struggle with it so much is because we can't see things from God's point of view to know that this bad thing at this point is going to work around to be this good thing. You know, we can't see all of the ties and the webs that he's that he's got in in control. So I think that's why we struggle with it. But everything, whether we deem it good or bad, whether it makes us happy or frustrated, whatever, whichever way it goes it will make him look good. Yeah. Like that is that mm-hmm. is the ultimate thing. Even of, when we of say everything. how in the world could that make God look good? 
at, it, it will. at some point in time. It, it, it will. It to is. some person, um, in some way, it will. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I was just reminded of, of a, a message I heard once where the, the preacher said, you know, we all we hear it so many times that God has a plan for your life, and most of the time that is spoken to someone, especially if it's, it's a believer talking to a non-believer. God has a plan for your life, and that it's spoken in a way to make you think that God has something that that's going to, you know, give you wealth or give you great health or give you uh you know just uh, yeah the the magic you know magical life but then he also he went straight from that to god had a plan for the apostle paul which included him being in a prison which included him beheaded god had a a plan you know for john the baptist Mm -hmm. god had a plan for all the disciples god had a plan for each and every one and 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 it really just kind of let it sink in. God had a plan for Jesus, and He died for us. Exactly. <laughs> so you know, when when we think, why are these bad things happening? Look at that that situation with say with the Apostle Paul, and we know the shipwrecks. We know that he was beaten one time until they thought he was Can dead. Can you imagine if some of us went through anything compared to what Paul went no, through? I, like I, what our attitude would be? I can't even imagine it. I. I Paul was a special right. individual, but I think that even started. I mean, I, we know Paul was was very uh, headstrong when yes. when he was when he was still Saul. Yeah. Uh, so that was that was probably a good a good character trait. But I think on that road to Damascus, when when guess what, something bad happened to Paul. Mm-hmm. He was struck blind. When that that happened in that experience, and then the Bible tells us he spent three years, I believe, in Arabia, um, just learning from the Holy Spirit. And so we see during that time that that Paul was strengthened in his faith, and but it, but it all started with something bad when he was struck on the you know blind on but the road to Damascus. Who got the glory from it? Exactly. And so we look at all those things and think, well, how's these bad things happen, or why do these bad things happen? And every one of them, every single one in the Bible, if you say, oh, that was terrible, you might have to read 10 books ahead. Mm-hmm. You might have to read to the to the end of Revelation. But it was for a good purpose when it comes to God. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, just knowing as bad as things seem this week, uh, even as terrible as your Monday was, there's good things come from it. There was. Yeah. Uh, Acts, uh, Acts chapter 4 and 27, uh, it says, For truly in this city there was gathered together against your holy servant Jesus, who you anointed, both Herod and Pontius Pilate, along with the Gentiles and the people of Israel. And I listen to this. It says, To do whatever your hand and your purpose predestined to occur. Wow. Those were the ones who persecuted Jesus. Uh, of course, Pontius Pilate was the one who ultimately made that decision to have him crucified. But what would have happened if he hadn't? Exactly. We, like, I, where would we I'd, be? I'd still be walking around with no hope right now. Exactly. But all those things, and you think, uh, we know what the disciples thought about it. And, it, was, and, it was terrible. Yeah, it, it was ruining God's plan. It, it was. You know, it was just, and, but then this here says, even what Pontius Pilate did uh, was there. To do, to do what your hand and what your purpose had predestined to occur, speaking of God. Uh, so we can see that you, you can't 
you can't get ahead of God and and him and him not know what's fixing to happen. Um, So, you know, and I think again that comes back to if we if we can somehow settle our minds and our hearts on His sovereignty, that He is in control Mm -hmm. and His purpose is good. Like like, and maybe it's because our our definition of what's good and evil is very finite. It's very transcendent to, well, how did my day go? Or how did this week go? Or what did the news report this day? You know, Mm -hmm. it's very, it's very unstable. But his, his definition is much higher than ours. It's like on a whole nother level. Oh yeah, and we we can't understand that. In fact, I uh, I keep thinking about those verses in Isaiah. Um, so I I turned over there, Isaiah fifty five. It says, "For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways," saith the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. And then in verse 11, it says, So shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please. Not what you want, not what you think is good, but mm-hmm. that which I please. And it shall prosper in the thing whereunto, whereto I sent it. Yeah. So it, it's hard for us to understand it, and that explains it. It's hard for us to look at what's going on right now and saying, Well, this is going to be good. Because we can't see it. We can't understand his ways because he's so much better. He's so much, he's perfect in what he does and he's perfect in how he thinks and he's perfect in how he executes. Mm -hmm. And we just don't have a clue, basically. And and what's happening in our country right now, it might result in six months from now, me or you neither want to have a job. Uh, It might result in in most of our country don't have a job. It might result in, you know, a food shortage or gas, you know, shortages um, and deaths, you know, diseases, things that come in with poverty, that could happen. And and it would be so easy to say what has happened. Why, you know, where's God at in this? Uh, but knowing that God is sovereign and that if I'm suffering that he's aware of it and that my suffering in this world is not to be compared with what he's already prepared for me somewhere else. I has not seen it and, here. Uh, not heard. So, yeah, it, it might be terrible. I might come to a place of whining and crying and, mm-hmm. and you know, just my life has changed, uh, at, you know, in some way that seems terrible to me. But when my hope is not in this this country in this uh government or or in any man period but just my hope is in knowing that i have salvation through jesus christ then i can find strength to go on the next day and and continue to to love him and to share him you mentioned the being out of a job or being hungry and stuff and i just had to think about elijah um, and the ways that God provided for him, he through a woman who had nothing left, mm-hmm. and you know, but birds came and fed him. Like where, where God needs to provide for you, He is more than capable of providing for you. Yeah. And I know this that that might seem well. That was Elijah, 
But God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Mm-hmm. And the thing, the thing about putting our hope in what's happening today is it's going to change tomorrow. Somebody's going to have a different opinion. Something else is going to happen. It's going to be different tomorrow. So even if things start looking up, quote, start looking up, in our opinion, that that's not promise for the next day. What is no. promised is that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, I keep going back to it, but that, that sovereignty of God, will will it covers a, a multitude of situations. It, it, I might say it covers every Everything. situation, uh, you know, and knowing that, uh, that I'm not responsible for keeping uh, order in this world. Praise I'm not God. responsible for uh, providing, uh, you know, uh, peace and, 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 you know, information to people that are going to make them happy. Uh, you know, as we talk about social media, and so many people are putting things out there, and it, it gets people excited. You know, oh, this is going to happen, and, and I just heard the government's going to do this it and do that. It also makes them fearful. It, it, it gets them excited that it's going to happen. It brings them disappointment when it don't, mm-hmm. and then it strikes fear in them that, that something worse is going to happen. That something worse is going to happen. But the whole time, as I say, we're not we're not responsible for those things. We have we have a, we a responsibility to, to glorify God and to share the gospel. And you know, we we look at America, and and of course, other countries love their countries, and we love America. But we look at it, and in, in but in as you start out in the grand scheme of things, mm-hmm. God's God's concern is about His kingdom, right? More than what's going on in Washington D.C. or what's going on in Iraq or Iran. Right. God's focus is on his kingdom and, and it's it's isn't it in revelation that says the kingdoms of this world become the kingdoms of our god i believe so that that phrase just came to my mind because like you said he's he's concerned about the growth of his kingdom and the importance of his kingdom outweighs all of this other stuff mm-hmm. because in the end it's all his anyways yeah in, in the end all the kingdoms are going to Every knee shall bow. So it all comes back to him. Well, as we get ready to kind of wind this down, I'm going to put you on the spot. This was obviously not pre-rehearsed. but So somebody's been watching the news. That's all they can do. Watch the news and watch social media. And they've went through this whole week, and they've seen the the destruction in our government. They've seen the the fear of the COVID. They've seen... Uh, you know, just the chaos and the uncertainty of what's happening in Washington and in the world around us. So close us out with what are you going to tell those people that that are just stricken with fear? To to find out where their hope is, because if we have if if we look at if if our focus is on those things, and here's the thing, let me just back up. If we're feeding ourselves with fear and unrest and chaos and change and this opinion and that opinion and that's what we're feeding on that's what it's going to produce inside of us if that's if that's our diet if that's our emotional diet Mm -hmm. if that's our spiritual diet that's what we're going to be you've heard the cliche you are what you eat that that works for what you feed your mind if you're if you're dwelling on those things, then that's what's going to be produced inside of you. 
versus if you change your diet to the Word of God and to, like I talked about earlier, focusing on who He is, focusing on the attributes of God and, and dwelling. If you do a study on one of them, dig into mm-hmm. one of them and really focus on the sovereignty of God or the holiness of God or the love of God or the grace of God, dig into who He is and you change your diet from what's going on in the world to, fear. Right, to your your relationship with God and you switch your your diet from let me see what the news is saying today to let me spend some time with God today. Yeah. And that, that whole, I mean, if you just think about the atmosphere of, of listening to the TV and the atmosphere that that creates versus the atmosphere of some worship music and some alone time with God, like mm-hmm. that's, that's like a completely separate world. Or, or picking, picking a chapter and just reading through that chapter, just getting away from the... Changing your diet. Yeah, changing your diet and getting away from the, the junk food, the junk information. And and here here's just the the skinny on it, I guess you could say. Most of what we get on TV, most of what we get on on uh, Facebook and social media is false. But everything in this book is truth. So if you put a little Absolutely. bit of uh, a little bit of truth in your day each and every day, you're going to start seeing a difference. And and the more you put, the more truth you put in your day, then the more able you're going to be to discern how to handle situations, how to respond to situations. And the more truth that you stand on and the more truth in your diet, the less the other stuff is going to affect you. Yep. All right. I think that was uh, that was the exact same advice I was going to give, I believe. So <laughs> I'll say that was great advice. Um, stay in the Word. Get in there and read God's Word and uh, keep Jesus center stage in everything we do, uh, I mean, it, it, we keep coming back to that. Obviously, we've we've titled the podcast that, but uh, when he's at the center and and letting him have control, um, life is a whole lot life better. is so much better. So, well, all right, that's going to bring us uh, to the end of podcast number three. Once again, we thank everybody for listening. We ask you to to like it, to share it, uh, to subscribe to it. And just any kind of attention uh, that that the podcast gets through the likes, the shares, um, and the subscriptions, help us it, reach more people. It helps us to reach more people. So, uh, until next time, keep Jesus center stage in your life.